Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Empty Batters, presented by the Chicago Blackhawks over yet again. It is undefeated. It is the absolute cheat code of the NHL, and you're an idiot if you're not betting it every single time. Uh, welcome back. We are here after a week off, as per usual. Uh, we have the opening week of the NHL done, and there's a lot of things that we thought were going to happen, a lot of things that nobody saw coming. Um, you know, the great thing about the NHL is there's always going to be a couple storylines just because everybody's always in the mix. You know that you're going to have good teams no matter what, and nobody's going to be bottom feeders. So, Nick, how's yes. your weekend? It was good. Pretty low-key weekend for once, which was nice. Uh, me and uh, the missus went out to, and I'm not married, by the way. That's my girlfriend. Uh, we went out <laughs> to, to Bordy Vineyard, which was nice. It's all uh, wine tasting. So instead of being an absolute scumbag mutant for once, I was, you know, a member of high society. Pink, <laughs> you know, pinky up for pinky the weekend. Out, yeah. Yeah, did a little wine tasting. Uh, I've never seen so many white women in my life. It was like the first nice fall day, yeah. if you will, of oh. the of the fall. So it was just, you know, jean jackets and vests and, and bean Instagram boots popping. and oh my god, yeah. so many Instagram pictures were taken. So lovely. Yeah. A lot of Karen's, a lot of Sharon's, a lot of Kelly's, a lot of Megan's. So uh <laughs> brought to you by Orange County. <laughs> right. just, just uh, you know, great atmosphere. Gotta love Bordy Vineyard, some great vino out there. So yeah. you know, it was a lot of fun. You sound like a rich guy. Exactly. Fake it till you make it. Okay. Uh yeah. Well, well speaking what? of rich guys, uh I mean I just want to say congrats to both of us because we had an absolutely stellar first week in terms of picks. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh and week for that matter. Uh I went three and L. Not a big deal, you know, whatever. You want to listen to me? Fine. If you don't, okay, fine. I'll prove you wrong. Nick went, would you go? I went one and one. I right, think yes. that was mainly because I was like doing reverse psychology to trick myself into thinking the Caps were going to win. Yes. So that's why I bet against them. Uh, yeah, I told you they were so, going to win that. Caps fans, I'm literally paying to make this team win, so you're welcome. <laughs> that's a true fan. Yeah. I told you that the, uh, the home openers are hard to live up to. Just, I know you guys ragdolled the Bruins last year. True. But... I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I to... mean, for the first period. I mean, you could even say for the first oh, thirty the minutes, great, yeah. the Caps looked like a dog with their tail between their legs. It was <laughs> atrocious. Some of the worst passing yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. But they dug in, battled back, and like I've seen them do in the past, were able to pull it out in overtime. So that was nice. Yeah, uh, I was a little surprised that they came back. I really thought they were going to get absolutely shit canned after they're down to zero. Vrana looks so good. Vrana is. Nasty. Like I don't know if he added like so twenty good. pounds over the off season, but he's just as fast, and he's, he just dusted like Petrangelo and Pareko like two or three he's times. He's gross, each. dude. You guys are so lucky. Nobody on the national media sees how good this kid is, but he is fast as shit. He's got a lethal release. He's got good hands. He's learning how to turn the shoulder and just blow by guys yeah. now. And you strong guys got his skates little... too. Do you know what, how late or early he was drafted? Off of, do you actually it was know? a steal. I remember it being an absolute it steal. It wasn't a first-rounder, though. I don't think so. Okay. But, yeah, glad to see he's doing well. Uh, yeah, and they've had a, an okay start to the season, but all in all. I mean, it's so early. Yeah. But I was happy with our picks for the first week. I mean. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I can go 3-0 again because. Yeah, that like would be nice. Said, speaking of a rich guy. You're, right. That's me. It's free uh, money. <laughs> Um, so, a couple announcements uh, before we get started here. 
Uh, we are going to be doing a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. Uh, so let me explain a little further. So what we're going to be doing is, we originally thought we were going to do it for just breast cancer, but we also wanted to include uh, Movember in this as well for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, men's mental health, all that. So, But particularly pertaining to cancer, uh, we want to tie in the Movember themes pertaining to cancer with breast cancer awareness. So what we're going to be doing is we are going to do a jersey giveaway to a, uh, I guess the word would be donor, even though that... Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say fan at this point. Yeah, we'll say yeah. fan. So any fan that donates money, uh, that, we, that all proceeds will be going to the American Cancer Society, by the way. Any fan that donates money, we will be putting your name on a sheet. Uh, listen carefully. You can either Venmo us. We will put our Venmos on the social media Empty Betters accounts. Or you can meet us at the tailgate that is on November 3rd that we talked about last week at the Ravens game. Uh, either one works. At the end of the month of November, we will be picking a random winner. And the random winner will be getting a jersey of their choice that will be paid for by the Empty Betters crew. So if you guys haven't figured it out by now, and if you don't know us, we are big hockey sweater fanatics, so we are trying to get you guys addicted to that as well. Yep. Any sweater of your choice, as long as it's not a Penguins player. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so good luck to everyone, and we're trying to do this for a good cause. So uh, donate, help us out, and maybe you can win something. Yep, and you'll be seeing us kind of push this on the social media account, so just keep an eye out on it. You still got a lot of time to donate, but... As we uh, continue to do episodes and you come down the stretch here towards the end of November, uh, that is something that we want you guys to be actively participating in. Uh, that does it for podcast updates. Uh, let's go to the league news. I will toss it off to Nick first. So probably the biggest news in terms of signings, there was only one that I can think of over the course of the last, you know, the first week in the NHL, and that is Braden Shen for the St. Louis Blues. He signed a pretty big ticket, a pretty long ticket too, eight years, $52 million. And I think that's a great contract for him. But oh, yeah. my question is, does that take him to the end of his playing career? How old is he? Hang on. So I think that would take him until he's about 36 years old. I uh, can confirm that you are correct. He is 28 years old, so he signed a what, an eight-year deal? Eight-year deal. Uh, yeah, so that's 36. Did I just do math? You, for once. Wow. Yeah, good job. Uh, yep, that'll take him till 36. I think it's a good deal. He's a playoff-proven player. He's a scrappy guy to play against. He's a really good two-way player. Plays hard on both sides of the puck. Going to be on the first PK unit, probably be in front of the net on your PP1 unit. So I think, obviously, that's a no-brainer for them. Absolutely. And talk about a guy who, coming out of junior, was touted as like the next... I mean, he was essentially, he got McDavid-style hype coming out of junior. He absolutely did. I leave it to the kid who talks about little kids all the time, so. (laughs) Stop. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty sure he still holds the record for the World Junior Tournament scoring record. I Uh, could be wrong. I don't know. But he's absolutely ridiculous, or he was when he was in junior. He's really adapted his game to being much more of that, you know, 200-foot player, I think it was, you know, I guess this is what happens when you play for the Flyers organization. They just turn you into a guy with sandpaper finish. But um, (laughs) He reminds me of a poor man's Jamie Benn. Yeah. 
Definitely doesn't have the size that Ben does. No, but, but the way they play. Exactly. That's yeah. a good comparison. I like that. Thank you. That's yeah. why I'm an empty better podcast. Yeah. And I don't know if you can call him a poor man now because, you know, 52 <laughs> sheets. Yeah. Uh, maybe on maybe one day. We'll see. Uh, what else you got? So I liked this one a lot. So the NHL and NHLPA have released a statement saying that they do want to bring back the World Cup of Hockey in the next you know couple years, foreseeable future. Right. So for those of you that aren't familiar, this is a tournament. It's an international tournament that was last played in 2016. And basically it consists of the big powers in hockey. You have Canada, United States, Finland, Russia, Sweden, Czech Republic. All the other countries that nobody knows. Yeah, those ones. And then they do uh, Team Europe, which is an all-star team consisting of players from European countries that don't really have that big of a... The ones without vowels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't really have like... an. Yeah, exactly. Um, So a lot of accents (laughs) over letters, a couple dots over letters, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, you'll have your... Slovenian players, Latvian players, German players. I'm pretty sure Slovakia's in there as well. Pretty much Anze Kopitar. Yeah, that. Uh, and then the last team they have, which is always the most exciting, yes. is Team North America, which is Canadian and American players under the age of 23. Oh, God, so the reason that, that tournament got so much publicity in 2016 was Team North America's lineup read... Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel, Austin Matthews, Dylan Larkin, Shane Gostisbehere, Colton Pareko, Nathan McKinnon, Johnny Goudreau, Matt Kachuk. Like, I mean, just... Can you tell that he is really into young kids? Oh, my God. Like, that has... We've said this before, that that was the most exciting hockey team ever put together. Oh, it was the best. I mean, that... And that was... I think that was the year before. That was the summer going into when Matthews was going to be a rookie, and he was playing. Like so, no yeah. one had really so seen. So he hadn't him played yet. in the NHL, and yet. it just had a ton of hype. McDavid was still fresh out of the gate. Eichel was fresh out of the gate. It was awesome. That was that really was the most fun team to watch of all time. Absolutely, and I remember that video game. I don't think I used another team no, in that video game because it was like everyone had ninety nine speed. Exactly. So, uh, so I think it, this is a home run. I know obviously there's issues surrounding whether or not they can actually get this done and how long it'll take them to get this done. Bill Daly said it could take them anywhere from three to six years to plan something like this. But with the way that we're kind of seeing the Olympics go, I think this is kind of a home run for the NHL. Here's what I will say is they talk about wanting to grow the game internationally. I can promise you, NHL, one thing. If you are having international tournaments, whether that's the World Cup of Hockey or the Olympics, and you have the best players in the world actually participating in those, it will serve you a lot better than having a stupid fucking 2 p.m. Eastern time game in Prague yeah. on a Friday between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Chicago Blackhawks. I just like, I mean, that, that must be so cool for those guys to go over and see a city like that, but it must also suck to fly like 13 Who's hours it? to play one game. It's just, it's. I'm sorry. I think it's dumb. I don't think it really does anything. It's just my personal opinion. But yeah. there's no statistics to back up that that has actually improved viewership. Whereas if you look at the World Cup of Hockey, I bet you there's a much larger amount of people who said, wow, this is awesome. Or, oh, I'm going to get into hockey. Like Definitely. Something of sorts well, like And it's that. like, you know, it always is nice to have, you know, your country playing for something. And yeah. obviously if the Olympics can't be worked out and you can't get NHL players there, this is the next best thing. Absolutely. What you got on tap? So moving on from that, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, but fans in Colorado are not too happy right now, and that's because hockey season has started, but they haven't been able to watch their avalanche play. Can you go into more detail? Do you have any details on that? Yes. So a 
the way I understand it and the way I've read about this online is there's basically a TV dispute between Altitude Sports TV or Altitude Sports Net, which is like, it basically carries Denver and Colorado area sports. That's right. their sports network. It's like Comcast Sports Net in uh, DC or yeah. what? what is the Penguins route? I think root, it is. Yeah. Um, so they have like a licensing issue with people that have Comcast, DirecTV, and Dish. So that channel has just been completely dropped from all those providers. So I know there was one Avalanche fan who wrote about how they went to the Pepsi Center and they had like the game being broadcast on like an inflatable projection screen because that was the only TV in Denver that had the game live. That's so sad. That's so bad. You have like one of the best teams in the league with arguably the best, most electrifying player in the league. The guy who might win the Hart Trophy this year. Yeah, and you can't even watch. I mean, that, you know, that's just kind of bullshit in my opinion. I get, I, I'm, I'm not a legal guy. I got Manella over here to be my lawyer. But, uh, you know, licensing issues and all that, I don't really know how they all work. But you got to get that fixed. That's a no-go. It, it's money. Of course it's money. So yeah. they just need to figure their shit well, out. If they listen to empty betters, they'd have a lot more of it. Exactly. So. You know, keep the change. <laughs> uh, other than that... Uh, one sort of not so great thing that we saw over the last week was the incident regarding Bruins home announcer Jack Edwards for Nesson in regards to his comments about Roman Pollock of the Dallas Stars. Fuck Jack Edwards. <laughs> so we both do not like Jack Edwards. For those of you that don't know, Jack Edwards runs the Nesson broadcast. He's the play-by-play guy. Uh, Andy Brickley, I believe, is the color commentator. For the Boston Bruins. For the Boston Bruins. So it's no secret around the league that Jack Edwards is a bit of a homer. So just a bit. Just a little bit. In my opinion, he's the most biased commentator in, in sports. In all of sports. In all of sports. It's not even, it, yeah. it, honestly, when you – I remember seeing a Facebook post by ESPN last year, like, you know, one of the hockey writers there detailing, like, times where he's been on the call that uh, – you know, it's just a complete bias, and it's not calling a game by what you see going on in the game. It's calling a game by what you want to see. And Exactly. If ESPN is publishing an article about hockey, then yeah. You're... Then you know it's something important. Yeah, exactly. I uh, The article I saw, the comment, like the top comment underneath that uh, I was cracking up at, it just said, this is what happens when you let a fan call games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so in my opinion, you know, color commentators, they either a lot of them have either played for that team in the past or have some affiliation towards it. So you expect them to have a little bit of bias where as the play by play guy is there to sort of facilitate the play. Yeah, Jack Edwards just used condoms that have a B on the end. (laughs) That's about all of his affiliation with the team. So essentially, and we'll um, we'll insert the clip here. Close to the corner, Pollock floats up for a hit, gave him that little chuck in the lower back, and Pollock. Yeah, that looks self-induced, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, has a little bit of bad hockey karma. But Jack Edwards essentially watches Roman Pollock go into the boards face first and then makes a comment about how he had... Hockey karma, you know, basically ensuing the fact that he had been a dirty player and he got something he deserved. And that's not something you want to say when a guy is lying motionless and has to be stretchered off the ice. Let the angry Facebook fans say that. If you're the color guy, you probably shouldn't be. Yeah, it's just, you know, don't... I don't know. I didn't like the comment. And then when asked about it, he said he stood by it. 
and hey, yeah exactly Welcome so to uh yeah homer much but yep um so obviously uh, you know apparently Pollock is going to be completely fine you know you know has complete use of you know hands feet everything so that was good to hear you got anything else on that list or you want me to dive in no i think that's about it so uh, what I have is Evgeny Malkin was hurt in the Penguins' seven to two win against the Columbus Blue Jackets the other night. Do you Nick, like? Do you want to talk about your feelings? Like, um, are you okay? I'm a, I'm all right. Uh, I don't need to see anybody yet. Um, I haven't drank myself too heavily yet. It's 2019. Like, if you want to like just hug me and cry, I'm yeah. here for you. Well, I keep saying the word yet because I'm not totally <laughs> sold that we're gonna die. Uh, but he has a soft tissue tear in his right leg uh, that will keep him out for about 35 days, so give or take a month. That's a lot less than what I was originally hearing on the reports, but that's still a big blow to us, obviously. And along with that, Nick Bukestad is also injured. I don't know the exact injury, but they said that he will not be out as long as Malkin. Granted, Bukestad hasn't really done much for us, which I'm a little pissed off about, but those are our second and third line centers. So for about the next three weeks to a month, the Penguins are going to be playing makeshift in that department. Do you have any idea who would be called up to replace them? Um, I think there's probably going to be a guy, Adam Johnson. He's like a great, he's like a great guy down in Wilkes-Barre. Okay. I think he'll probably get called up. And there's one guy's name. Who he's French, so obviously I can't pronounce it. It starts with an L, so that increases the likelihood of me not being able to pronounce it by like twelve. It's like Leger, Leger, or Ble- some bless shit. You. Yeah, some shit like that. Uh, he had a sick preseason. He had two goals. He's a sniper. He was a third round pick for us in two thousand and eighteen, I believe. Okay. Um, can't pronounce his name. Don't know his first name. The Penguins have no farm system, so yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's definitely a big hit for you guys, especially down the middle. Um, you know, you said uh, center two and center three, so that's a tough one. Yes. My one, you know, look on the bright side of this moment is at least it happened earlier in the season and exactly. not later. So. Exactly, because I don't think we're going to come out to a hot start anyway. But enough about the Penguins, because I know nobody wants to hear about that. Amen. Uh, the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights might just have the best rivalry in the NHL as of right now. This yeah. is awesome. That like the old saying, like I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Yeah, I feel like this is the only rivalry right now where you could say this. I think the league actually suspended Evander Kane specifically so he couldn't play in those games because if he did, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean him and Reeves would have gone. So apparently, him and Reeves like absolutely despise each other. Oh, they hate each other. Yeah, and there was yeah. a little clip of Reeves saying that Kane is weak because he got beat up by a ref or yeah. whatever. It's pretty funny, but. Um, did you see the clip of Flurry? Yes, well, throwing the stick into the... Uh, yeah, yeah, for those of you who didn't see the clip, uh, there's like a basic, not quite a line brawl, but everybody's in a scuffle down at the other end of the ice, and Flurry takes one of the sticks that's on the ice of the players and just throws it over the boards to the fans yeah. uh, while the scuff is going on. And I think it was a Sharks player stick, so that kind of makes it even funnier. Exactly. And then his interview afterwards, they were like, did you know it was a Sharks player t- like stick? And he was like, let's just say that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I miss him. Yeah. Uh, I love you, Flower. He's a funny bastard, man. He is. That is a great rivalry, though. And um, anytime those two teams get together, you can pretty much guarantee you can – 
I would say you could probably bet the over on those. They seem to be kind of high scoring. Games. Yeah, and it's good. I I feel like those rivalries in California have really died down since the Ducks and the Kings have kind of fallen off the face of the earth. So yeah. it's good that there's another sort of yep. Pacific Division rivalry out there. Yep, agreed. Uh, and I also have down that Austin Matthews fun stat of the day has more goals than 10 NHL teams in the league right now currently. That is pretty absurd. I'm going to pull up here what those teams are. So Austin Matthews has more goals than the Flyers, the Wild, the Senators, the Bruins, the Blackhawks, the Stars, the Blue Jackets, the Sharks, the Canucks, and the Islanders. Wow. (laughs) So he's obviously had a great start again to Uh, his season. Um, we're idiots. Why am I not laying the lumber on the Leafs over every single night? It, yeah, someone said that last week. Uh, yeah, you did. You yeah, called that. Yeah. Um, nice Insta clip. So, in four season openers, Austin Matthews has eight goals. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, needless to say, the next time or the next season when the Leafs have the home opener, I'm laying my life just hammer it. On the over. Yeah. Yep. It's a guaranteed at this yeah. point. And. Uh, we also are going to look at some of the trends that we've seen in the league so far, two of which, well, one of which I've actually predicted last week in our uh, season preview and one that is a little surprising to most folks. So the Rangers are good. They're stuff that right up my hoop. But yeah, yeah. Mika Zibanejad is the most underrated player in the NHL now. Yeah. Jacob Truba can log 26 minutes a game and not even sweat. Just about. And Henrik Lundqvist looks like he's 26 instead of however the fuck old he is. Exactly. Zibanejad has eight points, four assists, four goals. I mean, talk about a great start to a season. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I don't think Kako has scored, has he? I don't think he has. Buchnevich has looked really good. He's looked really good. Him and Zibanejad had a great great tic-tac-toe the other night that was just... Yeah. Filthy. Yeah. And they got me that puck line win the other night as well. Uh, the Dallas Stars stink. They're terrible. They are not good. They look like so, hot garbage. I know we were high on that puck line, but I don't want to blame this on injuries, but in two games when you have three players get hurt, that's not going to end very well for your team. Now, in their defense, they have started off against the Bruins. Not an easy team to play against. Not at all. And then they played the Blues. At St. Louis, not an easy team to play against. And then they lost to, I would say the Red Wings, but they lost to Anthony Mantha. Solely Anthony Mantha. Mantha had four goals that game, and they won four. the Red Wings won 4-3. to three. Uh, They'll be playing the Capitals on the day that you're probably listening to this, if that's Tuesday. Uh, that should be interesting as they play them in D.C. Uh, they do not look good at all. And if you look at their goals for, they had one goal against the Bruins, two goals against the Blues, and three goals against the Red Wings. Those aren't great numbers. No, they're not. And I know, like I said before, we were high on this team. We were high on this puck line rolling into the season. I know a lot of people had these guys going, you know, have these guys going deep in the playoffs. So I think this is going to be one of those things where maybe they just iron out the kinks in the first couple of weeks and then just start to roll, I would hope. Yeah. Uh, but as of right now, things are not great in the big D. Every game they've lost has been one goal as well. Okay. By one goal. So it's not like it's bad, but... Oh, and three, that's not a good start. Definitely um, not. And it doesn't really get any easier from there. They've got the Capitals, then the Flames, and then the Capitals. So the next three games, you know, you start off 0-6, then you start shitting yourself. Exactly. Uh, and I think part of the reason this could be happening is Alex Radulov has been held off the board so far through all three games, something that you don't think would happen. But I think they separated him off that 
They did. Yeah, they did separate him off that Sagan line. Just keep an eye out for that, and I'll touch on that a little later in the episode. Hints looks great. Three goals, three games. So that's one bright spot there, but good call. You're welcome for me calling that last week uh, as the fourth liner that you should be, or the first liner that you should be starting. I'm sorry. Uh, Do you have any trends that you want to talk about? I mean, those hurricanes look damn good, and it just pisses me the fuck off. I can't stand these assholes. I really don't like them, and I don't know why, because I like the, like, makeup of their team and i'm a fan of ron brindamore and i just i don't know i just don't like them i don't like i don't like them i don't like anything about them don't like their faces just don't like care. Justin, just like i said about justin williams yeah. storm <laughs> surge that's cool stupid yeah keep it in high school where it belongs but <laughs> you know they look damn good and yeah, they do look you know really good. they're deep yeah and the defense is just rolling through people right now it's Jake, hard to yeah. pick against a defensive core. Like, it's hard to pick a better defensive core in the NHL right now. Slavin looks like he's about to have an all-star year. Yeah, so and, does Gardner. And Gardner this, looks yeah. like he's fucking Bobby Orr. Yeah. So you tell me where that comes from. I right. don't know. G- getting him out of Toronto clearly worked. They're letting yeah. the dogs run, and it's working right now. So yeah. they look really good. Um, and I would say that you would be smart to lay – Little money line picks on them here and definitely. there. Definitely, yeah. If they're playing against a suitable opponent that gives them decent odds, I would say Carolina money line might be the hot pick to go to. For Absolutely. The and if you're doing some parlays and you want to throw like one easy piece in there, Carolina on the money line is the way yep. to go. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so to we're gonna recap last week's picks. So last week I had the Hawks Flyers over. Check. Hit. I had the Rangers money line over the Jets, oh, that hit, and I had the Lightning puck line over the Panthers in their first meeting in Tampa Bay, and guess what? That hit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nick had the Senators Leafs over, absolute lock of the century. Lock of the century. So confident he put it on the fucking Instagram. If you didn't bet it, yeah. your fault. He had. The St. Louis Blues in their home opener on Banner Night beating his hometown Washington Capitals. Did bet against the boys, and that's the only one that fell short. Never bet your own team, man. Never bet your own team. I learned that lesson. Yeah. And McDavid did play against the Vancouver Canucks, so, so Nick's I pick was So I stayed the void. fuck away from that one. Yeah, yeah. and smart, too, because yeah. that didn't really end in their favor. Exactly. So now we're going to jump into this week's picks. You want to lead off? Yeah, so I'm going to start plain and simple with my over for the week. Before he starts, we don't know either of each other's picks. We don't know either of each other's first or fourth liners, so this isn't planned. Cold open. Here we go. So my over for the week is going to be Devil's Flyers coming up on Wednesday. Damn it. I was I was going to – that's not mine, but I was definitely eyeing that. That was the first one that popped out. So two teams that have question marks around goaltending. The Devils were up. Four goals in the third period on Winnipeg the other night and ended up losing that game. The Flyers, as we know, heart's been a little bit shaky. This has, like I've said before, this has all the tendencies of a great over right here. Yeah, I think Hart will settle in. He did not look great against the Blackhawks. No, uh, definitely but, not. But, you know, we, we hyped him the hell up in the preseason. We, he will hit his stride, but I think... With Jack Hughes still not scoring his first NHL goal yet, he's probably going to be gunning for it. Yeah. So I think he will score his first NHL goal in this game. 
and I think Taylor Hall is going to have a big game too. Yeah, uh, I'd say the over. Yeah. Do you have do you have a set? So once again, you know the same thing I said for the Leaf sends over. If it's you know six six and a half like that was, I would do it. If it gets anywhere near seven, just stay away from it. Yeah, that's kind of probably be the general consensus as yeah. we go through this, but. We'll, we'll keep saying that just to keep you guys honest. Definitely. So, as with always, you know, check the lines, be smart, but I'm thinking this one's going to be a good one for the week. Okay. Uh, my over-under for the week, you're going to think I'm absolutely fucking crazy. I'm excited to hear this. I have the Leafs enlightening under on Thursday night. This is one of those things where... On paper, you would say over because of the way that these two teams are going to play each other. You take the under. If you have two offensive powerhouses like this, I've noticed in the past that it's usually a two to one or three to two game. If you get, I would say if you get it at six and a half, take the under. It'll probably be in the pluses because people are going to be laying absolute juice on the over. If you get it at six and a half, take the under. If you get it at six, Still take the under, I guess. <laughs> I mean, at worst case scenario, I think you might get a push. If it's at seven, then yeah, absolutely take the under. The, I think it's just two good teams that are going to play very fast and competitive hockey, and I don't think that's going to leave a lot of scoring chances open. This game is, and these games going forward between these two are essentially going to be who is the top dog in the Atlantic. Yes. And you look at what Toronto did this offseason, it was essentially boost their defense. Yeah. So, and I think between Vasilevsky and Anderson, as long as they're on their shit, exactly, this That's is going to be an under. You yep. would think over with all that firepower, but oh. they're going to play each other tight. I'm seeing two one, maybe three one. Yep, I'm going under. And if you're not confident on that, I will give you a little candy over here. You can always take the Blackhawks over versus the Sharks on Thursday night because yeah, that'll probably hit. that'll happen. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll probably yeah. end up betting that one too. So, that's a good one. My puck line. So I'm going with two teams that have not won games yet. You're going to have the same pick as me. In my puck line. (laughs) And it's the Canucks puck line over the Kings on Wednesday. That's who I have too. Damn it. I didn't want us to have uh, the same one, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm I'm going all in on this. I think the Canucks are going to absolutely put up a spot on them. Yeah. So the Kings play the night before, Tuesday night, in Calgary. That's going to be a Matthew Kachuk versus Drew Doughty emotional battle. That's going to be probably a really physical game. And then the Kings are going to have to play their backup in Vancouver. It probably will be Jack Campbell, who is still a really good backup. but He is, it, but in terms of the firepower yes. that Vancouver can get on the front end. Yeah, I think Vancouver Puckland on Wednesday is probably my most confident pick of the week. Yep. Great minds think alike. Who do you have for your money line? My money line is going to be the Hurricanes over the Islanders on Friday. I'm riding this storm, pun intended. The Hurricanes have looked great. I think going up against the Islanders, I believe it's in Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. I just think they're going to win that game, plain I think, and simple. I, I have nothing else to say about it. Yeah, I think you'll get it at like a... Um, I don't know. You could probably get them at a minus 140, 150. It's definitely not a bet I would make, you know, if you're going to go out and make that bet by yourself on Friday, you know, maybe do something else as well. Like I said before, if you want to make that part of a parlay, I don't think that's a bad decision at all. No, um, I agree with you. For my money line pick, I have the Winnipeg Jets over the Minnesota Wild on Thursday night in Winnipeg. 
I'm thinking the Jets are going to be minus 150 to minus 160 favorites. I think that's a good pick. Minnesota's dog shit, just plain and simple. Uh, the Jets are playing better than I thought they would. They were really into it in the Rangers game. Yeah, and the Devils game. They lost. They and fought back. They, and then yeah. they fought back and beat the Devils. I think they've got the troops rallied. They were on the road for two games, so this is their home opener. Heard a stat today that on home openers, the home team has a 71% chance to win based on really? recent wow. history. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So I'm laying the juice on the Jets Thursday night. If you can get that uh, below 170, I think you should take it. So 160, book it. 150, book it. 170, that's where you try to probably start thinking about it. And just to follow up on our Canucks puck line pick, anything better than plus 130, I would say you definitely should hop on. Definitely. If you get it at 130, take it. But if you get it at 120, 110, or then if you start to get in the minuses, maybe you think about it a little bit. Even though I think it is a good hit, um, I'm going to say plus 130, as always, is what I would say the minimum is. I agree. You want to move on to first liner versus fourth liner? Sure, I'll kick it off. So first liner, I am going to have Evander Kane. After coming off his three-game suspension, I think he's going to be fired up. I think the Sharks are kind of pissed off that they've lost three in a row. And I think they're going to come out guns blazing. I have Evander Kane. And another little sleeper pick, I would start in your fantasy leagues, Jared McCann on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, with Malkin and Bukestad going down, he's probably going to get a lot more ice time. Uh, he looked really good against the Blue Jackets the other night. He had two goals and one assist. He might be playing on the wing with Crosby and Gensel. If not, he's going to be on the second line, and he's going to probably be getting around 20 minutes of ice time. Uh, he's got silky hands, great shot, good wheels. I like his game. I think he'd be a good little pickup with the injury. Yeah, especially with those two missing time. He's definitely going to see a lot more of the ice. Yep. My first liner is going to be Anthony Mantha. Uh, this is a guy who has kind of been pretty streaky in the past, but if we've learned anything from this past week, you know, scoring four goals in one game is pretty damn good. So pick uh, this guy yeah, up now. Think? Pick up anyone on his line. I mean, my first liner pick is Mantha, but sort of like my first liner 1A pick under that would be Tyler Bertuzzi. Yep. They're having great starts to their year. Anybody on that line, that line had 16 points. That's ridiculous. Against the Stars in one game, I yeah. think. Which, said. I mean, you know, this is Come the on. Red Wings' only line that can really... Yeah, they're getting all the ice time, so I would yeah. definitely hop on that. Definitely. Uh, for my fourth liner, I have Alex Radulov. He has started the season with zero points in three games. He has not looked good. Uh, they've taken him off the first line with Ben and Sagan. Granted, he has Rupe Hints on his line, but he just hasn't looked all that great. Uh, he's passing up a lot of shots from what I've seen of their games. And, you know, he's been known to be a streaky player in the past. I think part of the reason he went back to Russia for a little bit is because he was struggling in the NHL. So it's not like he's a guaranteed, you know, 60, 70-point guy. He has struggled in the past. No, he's either hot or not. Yeah, well, as is every Russian. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, unless you're OP. Uh <laughs> So my fourth liner is actually another Russian from the Dallas Stars. It's Denis Gurianov. They moved him up to the first line when they took Radulov off, and I just think with the way that the matchups run in that central division, it's going to be tough for him to rack up some points. I know he's playing with Sagan and Ben, but I just don't see it ending well. So if you have him as sort of like a depth guy, I would maybe look to switch it up this week. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, Dallas is, like I said, they got a tough little schedule coming up. They play the Caps, the Flames, and the Caps. So it's like, it's and and they like, could win all three of those games realistically, but as of how their start has gone and with the injuries they have, I just don't see that happening. And with uh, Fantasy... Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, that was not English. With Fantasy Perspective in mind... Uh, I don't think they're going to be dropping a five spot or a six spot on any of those teams. I, if they're going to win, I think they're going to win like two to one, three to two, nothing high scoring. That's going to get you a lot of fantasy value. I agree. Okay. Alrighty, so now we're going to do another segment that we came up with over the weekend. We wanted to discuss amongst the three of us. We have producer Bryn sitting in on this segment, and we have producer Ari listening in on this segment. Um, so we wanted to talk about who's got the best uniform in the NHL and who's got the worst. Uh, I think in terms of hockey as, you know, one of the four major professional sports, they definitely have the most creative leeway in terms of making your jersey cool. A lot of those logos are cool compared to, you know, a basketball or a football jersey where they're pretty just, you know, number, colors, whatever. Uh, so let's start off with Harrison's pick for the best jersey in the NHL. So mine's probably going to be a basic hockey fan answer, but there is none better than this one in my opinion. I have the Chicago Blackhawks. No surprise. Not a surprise. Yeah. The red ones are filthy. The absolute favorites of mine are the black ones. Oh, I wish when they would they, bring those back. Not the black and white ones that they used most recently, but the one with the actual colored Indian head yes. on there. The yes. Blackhawk head. Yeah. yeah, I think that's just... The best jersey in all of the NHL. It's, it's gorgeous. Close. I, you know, I think you could talk to anyone and say that might be the best jersey in sports. Oh, easily. Do you remember in? Oh, I can't remember what it was. They had a Winter Classic in like 2009, I think, and yep. they had the against the Red Wings. And Kane had like customized like Bauer Vapor skates, and they were like hit, they were like accented with like red in them to match the uniform. That must be oh, cool. You God. know, seven hundred dollar wheels that are just you know yeah. custom painted for you. I was that was literally like my favorite uniform of all time. So yeah. for me, it's definitely gonna be the Blackhawks, and I'll pass it off to Brent for his pick. Yeah, so it, this was hard to just like pick one. Yeah, but it's in, tough. In my opinion, the Toronto. Maple Leafs blue, that blue pops like Ryan Gosling's eyes. Like I, <laughs> there's nothing better than that. It's a classic jersey. I feel like you don't even have to have a, be a fan of them to have that jersey. It's gorgeous, and that was actually my pick for the best one as well. So nice wow. job. I think just the it's like it screams heritage, especially with how they've changed the leaf. Like the old one that was like the blocky. Sort of, it looked yeah. like something that like South Park would do if they were making fun of Canada. Um, <laughs> it's like a, it literally looks like a cookie cutter. Yeah, exactly. This one is like, it's the, I don't know, I guess it's the more luminescent, there's your SAT word of the day, leaf. Can I get um, the origin of the word, please? No, you may not. Definition. Um, <laughs> so I think that's the best jersey in the league. Uh, it's country it's so of clean. origin, I just realized that. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. Um, <laughs> And I don't think that has anything to do with, you know, the plethora of man rockets on the team that can just rock the hell out of it. But, you know, yeah. it's gorgeous. Uh, I'm just not huge on, like, it's just so I hate to toot their horn, but it's gorgeous. It's just blue and white. Like, it's yeah. nothing. It, it has a lot of history to it, but it's like Montreal for me. It's just like these are so boring after a yeah. while. I'm That's just, a great one, too, though. That might they, Montreal They're probably my two worst, to be honest. Don't. Just no, they actually might don't. be. Well, they're not on my. They're not my worst, but they're one of the worst in my opinion. Okay. They're great for heritage sake, but as far as color schemes and like creativity, I'm like, yeah, simple but classic. Yeah, I uh, my runner up for the best jersey was Chicago, of course. So yeah, all right, let's uh, let's start ripping some people to shreds here. <laughs> Who do you have for the worst? This is what this podcast is founded on. Yeah. 
I have the Walmart brand Nashville Predators. Wow. They look horrible. Wow. Uh, So there's a couple problems I have with this. One, I... I know what you're going to say. I hate yellow helmets. Yellow buckets are the worst. Yeah. Even the Penguins alternates, I will fully admit, they're gross. They're not good. They could have done a lot better. They... The Nashville Predators... Navy blue helmets, when they used to have them, looked a lot better in my so opinion. So much better. The mustard helmets, I mustard can't get used bucket. to it. And then when Adidas took over, they took out the shoulder accents that were blue. So it's literally just yellow from like the top of the Predator up. And it's just so plain. It looks like a lacrosse penny like we were talking about yeah. earlier. Yellow's such a cool color, but there is... I feel like that's the color where there's such a thing as too much yellow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not really a big fan of it. It, it really does look like... You know, a type of generic jersey that you can find on the shelf of the men's section next to the oversized jeans in Walmart. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my pick. All right, Bryn. So there was a lot of bad ones. There's a like, lot. There was a lot more bad yeah. than good. And my like the baddest of them all would be the Anaheim Ducks. There, there's duck in the name, but there's not even a duck on the jersey. Yeah, they totally missed there. And the, and the color scheme, that black and orange, is, is didn't didn't work there. Talk about a fall from grace. They used to, like, when they were the Mighty Ducks, they had the sickest jerseys in the league. And I think every hockey fan would say those are the one type of jersey they would want to bring back with the purple and the 100%. yellow. 100%. But they fucked up, and now they're just the Ducks. And now they're, like, you know, I don't really get the whole, like, Vegas gold, but the orange, but the black. It's like, you got to have a duck on there, not just a D. Otherwise, people think you're a dick or something exactly (laughs) the anaheim mighty dicks (laughs) um so like bryn like this is really cute because my worst jersey in the league is the anaheim ducks (laughs) no i swear to god we have not seen each other's so as someone that actually owns one of these jerseys i'm about to tear this to pieces who do you have troy terry okay yeah uh, that's the reason I bought it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this whole orange and peanut butter color scheme, you know, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I think this is the reason this team has fallen off the face of the fucking earth. <laughs> it looks like a Reese's peanut butter It cup. really does. So there, I think there are worse jerseys in the NHL, but the reason I picked this as my worst, I said, bad look, bad logo. You know what jersey we want. Just give us the jersey we want. We want the white, the teal, and the eggplant with the duck and the hockey sticks on it. I don't care if there's Disney licensing bullshit. Just give me the purple and the white back. That's what I want. Is that what tore it apart? I think so. I fucking hate yeah. Disney. Dude, they're ruining this as country. If they don't own the, yeah, yeah. As if they don't own the world already. They yeah, it must own. be nice to own ABC and 80% of ESPN. Maybe that's why we never see hockey on ESPN. Fags. Okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, anyways, uh, that wraps it up for our best and worst. And it, Actually, Nick, do you have any others for worst? So I actually had a lot written down for worst. That's why uh, I talked I had, about it under runner-up, I had Florida Panthers slash Ottawa Senators slash LA Kings slash Minnesota Wild. <laughs> um, the Kings, really? The Kings, it's just, I don't know, Go back man. to the Gretzky era ones. Yeah, exactly. Those ones were so clean. And yeah, I get it, it was really 80s, 90s, but you can clean that up and make it look nice. Yeah. I feel like their logo, like the font logo on sucks. it is just... Just terrible. Blows. I don't like it at all. Yeah, it like it was cool in like the early two thousands and then they made that weird transition from like the Sacramento Kings colors, which were like purple and yeah. they had the same name and With, like, like the were, television looking thing. Yeah, on it. it's just I don't know, man. You know what I really think they should do? 
keep the same color scheme that they have now, but literally just put kings in like a cool cursive font on the front. Absolutely. That, that would, would look be so great. much better. So much better. Or like find a way. I didn't like their crown logo, like this, the one similar to the Kings basketball team, but yeah. find a way to bring back the crown yeah. in some way. Yeah. And I mean, they have the yellows and the purples as alternates, which are like kind of cool but yeah i was never a fan of those but i get that they're classic yeah uh in terms of the ottawa senators you have i think you have a great potential for a mascot i think the senators jerseys of like 1990 through like 2005 were great like the black ones with like that yellow and black striping on the bottom like the danny heatley daniel alfredson ones those were sick they were cool now they just look like someone sneezed into a puddle of red black and white and like threw it onto a jersey (laughs) in like weird blocking there's like black under the armpits and like white down the side but it's red down the front i don't know the old black ones you're right those are yes those are the best ones um, or the red ones that had like the black swoosh going down the middle. Yeah. Those were cool. Did you say the sharks as well? I did not. I will oh. never. There's like three truths in the world. And one of them is if you put a shark on something, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. So I had the Sins, the Kings, the Wild. I don't know. I just feel like you have such a cool mascot and this... I like the cream and the green. Yeah, the cream is great. Cream's great on hockey jerseys. I'm glad they went away from the red and the green because it was just too Christmassy for me. Yeah. Now they're green. It's better. I don't know. I just feel like the logo's got to change. The cursive, like the script the logo. Cursive, the script right. logo's yeah. great. You can put any. So, all right, what was your thing? Three truths of the world. You put a shark on. It's cool. Second yeah. truth. If you write something in cursive, it automatically makes it more fancy. Exactly. Pinky so, up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, pinky's up. So that you know that's great. The logo's outdated, in my opinion. I think it was, like, cool when they first came up with it. It's like if you really go into that logo and look at what's actually inside the head of that tiger, cat, bear, I don't know what it is. Is that what it is? I guess. Oh, I always thought it was a tree line. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that, like, painted over the shape of, like... That's dumb anyway. Either way. So, and then my last one is the Panthers. I just... I don't know, man. They just, ruined it. They ruined it. The they big, ruined it. The big issue for me is, so they did the stripe across, the horizontal stripe across the middle with the crest, which is like what Montreal does with their homes. Yeah. Very cool, but they only did the stripe on the front and not the back. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. It's, I, I think it's really stupid to do that. And the biggest, you know, uh, finding out of all of it is they changed the wildcat. Yeah. It's, the old cat was so tough. It was so cool. Like, when they went to the cup final in 96, those uniforms were great. I know people aren't high on that color scheme, but... No, the red ones were awesome. Oh, even those the, were awesome. Even the navy ones were yeah, really cool. Yeah, the Scott Mellenby kill the rat ones, but <laughs> I don't know, man. And then the way they did the crest, it just... I feel like if you drop this team in the middle of, like, the Finnish Elite League, they would feel right at home. It just looks so Euro to me. Uh, Yeah, it is a little Euro. I yeah. just... I can't get used to the new cat. I'm all about the old kits. I like it. Um, Other than that, I don't have a lot for this week. Uh, Like Harrison said, be sure to stop by that tailgate on November 3rd. We're going to be doing this fundraiser. Uh, It's for a good cause. It's for causes that are near and dear to both of our hearts, so please donate to that. Uh, Reach out to us on social media. If there's anything you guys want to hear us talk about over the course of the season, please let us know. Marty, stop taking our ask me questions thing as a joke please take this seriously uh i don't know what else you got uh, i don't really have a whole lot you know first week in the books uh it's good to be back man the, you know it, it, not 
Not too many storylines going on right now, but enough to keep us kicking. Uh, like, you know, October hockey is kind of tricky to bet, but we were fortunate to go. Three, yeah, for other you know, people, not us. Yeah, four, four and one last week combined. Uh, hopefully our picks this week work out well. And, you know, hopefully we'll have more to talk about uh, with more storylines when we meet up next week. And without further ado, class dismissed. Thank <laughs> you.